bros. Oh shit. I, I what what happened? I don't know. I I yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. I think that's a new record on this podcast. Is it less than 5 seconds? <laughs> I, dude, I don't know what happened. I was just like I blanked. <laughs> we say the same damn thing every week. <laughs> I know, I know. Shut up. Okay. What up, bros? <laughs> Freaking dumb. This is the All Bros Podcast. I'm your retarded host, Caleb. And I'm the smart one, Jonathan. <laughs> we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. This week on the podcast, we got some adventures in hunting. We got a few new pops that have been released and have come out. Um, kind of just all over the place. Yeah, no kidding. Well, at least two are Disney Park exclusives. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of them are not. Yeah. <laughs> then we got three new Blu-rays coming out this week. Um, we don't got anything for Through the Wall news, so we're going to skip that one. Um, and then skip straight to this week's Sneak Peeks, where we're going to talk about Little Women. Uh, trailer f- with... or the. A movie starring Saoirse Ronan and Emma Watson. Yeah. Trailer just dropped today, which is Tuesday the 13th. Yeah. August. And I completely, totally forgot that this was a book until it said it in the trailer. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. So I felt dumb. I knew it was a book. I've just never read the book. I haven't either. Because I'm uncultured. <laughs> I kind of want to read it before the movie comes out, but I don't know. I told myself that when it came out. And then, but here we are two years later, and It Chapter 2 is what, like two weeks away? Yeah, we're probably not going to get to reading that. No. And the thing is, I have it. I bought the book. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Then after that, we are going to talk about what's in the box. Yes. Oh, dude, I'm the still t- super yeah, I was, was going to bring that up. The title oh. that Caleb is still so proud of, <laughs> as he should be. Yep, and then for our main event, we are going to have a Harry Potter movie showdown. It's going to be a bloodbath. Sure is. So, with that, let's say we get started. Let's do it. Alright, first off in Adventures in Hunting, pop figures. We got quite a few announcements not like a whole ton but a decent amount so the first one that we're going to talk about uh is a new nightmare before christmas figure and it's jack skellington on the fountain and this looks fantastic and i kind of want it but i don't collect nightmare before christmas pops so i'm torn it could just be a really cool display piece that's true but i don't have the room yeah, that's true. That's uh, that's the issue. That's the issue here with it, everything that we do. There's just so many figures, not enough space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> it looks freaking great. It though. does. It really does. Like Funko's outdone themselves with this one. Yeah, they have. It. I never thought that we would get to a point, especially with like the earlier figures where they were just so like the bodies were so bulky. Yeah. I never thought we'd get to a place where they would be able to like 
do like a scene right? from a movie. Like who would have thought? Like I never would have thought in a million years that they would actually do a movie moment of Cap holding, like trying to. I don't think think he's like trying to take it off, but like when you know, like Thanos tries to punch him and he just grabs the gauntlet. Like I never thought in a million years that Funko would turn that into a movie moment, but they did, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, I that one's not a Disney exclusive, is it? No, it is a Box Lunch exclusive, and I believe it comes out the twentieth of box this lunch. month. Yeah, Box Ooh, Lunch. That's what I want to see in person. Yeah, right. That's not one I'm gonna get. Ever, but one I want to see. Yeah, I I would assume it's probably going to be like thirty bucks. So let's just hope it doesn't sell out before we get to the store and we look at it. <laughs> <laughs> we just go there to admire sometimes. Yep. <laughs> uh, the next figure we got is a Disney exclusive. Uh, it's a basketball Mickey. Yes, and was... to me, like I love Mickey Mouse, but I feel this is kind of like a. Like a lazy exclusive, it is. Like it's really. It doesn't really like. I think that this should have been like a Target exclusive or like a box lunch exclusive. I don't think this works for a Disney Parks exclusive. Yeah, because it's like NBA. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you sell it like at an NBA game or something? Yeah, like uh, you could have totally like made this like a Foot Locker exclusive. Yeah, that would have been perfect. But no. Yeah, we're not in charge of marketing at Disney, obviously, because we're too good at it yeah we should be though we we should be in charge of where the exclusives go <laughs> like we we would kill at this funko we kill it yeah we totally would <laughs> i mean when, when it comes to like anything else that we're not interested in <laughs> we're gonna like be real shitty at the job but when it comes to stuff that we're interested in, we have ideas. Every every exclusive that we want, we'll send a Hot Topic and box lunch, and then we'll send <laughs> the rest to the other places. <laughs> so anything Hawkeye or Ghostbusters that has to be an exclusive is going to Hot Topic or box lunch. Dude, if I worked with Funko, I'd probably, like, all my, the time, I would just be like, I need to take this one as a sample. <laughs> uh yeah, so next we got Albert Einstein, which this one looks awesome. It is pretty good. I I I think I actually will probably pick this one up, and it's a common too, so I don't have to worry about fighting someone over it. Yeah, not one that I want, but it's a cool figure. I I wonder if they're just doing like historical figures. I think they are, and I'm actually okay with that because uh, I I've loved what they've done so far, like. Uh, I still need to pick up George Washington and Benjamin Franklin, but I love the Abraham Lincoln pop. I love the Uncle Sam pop. Like those are those two are like some of my favorites, uh, recent favorites that I've gotten. I love those pops. Yeah, I actually haven't seen those. I haven't gone out hunting in a really long time. You're not missing much. <laughs> well, okay. No, I mean, there's been some really really cool stuff. Yeah, I think the last one that I saw that was re- I thought was really cool was the. Uh, Triton at Hot Topic. A what? King Triton from Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah. I was tempted to pick that one up. That one's like really cool. Yeah, that one's really, really cool. I ca- I'm tempted to pick up the uh, 10 inch Ursula. Have you heard they're coming Ooh. out with that? And it's not an exclusive, it's just a common. Kind of oh, the same as the 10 inch Pennywise. Oh, shit. Can you imagine a 10-inch Pennywise? 
Hell no. <laughs> I just want Screw that. I'm like terrified of the Pennywise I do have. I think I would probably take a 10-inch Pennywise over a 10-inch Ursula. Oh, I would too. But I want it. Ah, shit. <sighs> but I feel you got to take that one out of box. Like, a 10-inch Pennywise? Yeah, like, right? Yeah. It would look it looks you, too you good. you wouldn't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I told my, you know, honestly though, I will probably take my 10-inch Stay Puff out of my bo- out of the box because the box is like so badly beaten. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I don't know, I just think that one would look a lot cooler outside of the box. Will I do it? Probably not, but I guess we'll find out. Yep. So the next figure that we got is another historical uh author. Yes. Edgar Allan Poe. Yep. And this one's okay. Yeah, it looks it looks good and that will be a, a BAM exclusive. We don't have a BAM here in the area, mm, do we? No, I don't think we do. So I mean, you can still get them online though. Oh. I think they have a well, I just I want to say they have a website. Yeah, I think I've been to it before. I feel like they did a... Like, am I crazy, or did they do, like, a concept art? Or did I see a concept art for this one, like, years ago? I think you did. I think you're right. Yeah, I feel like they... Someone mocked one up, did some, like, fan art for Edgar Allan Poe. Because it has, like... I remember the raven and everything. Hmm. But it's really cool. It is a very cool pop. Not one I'm going to get, because I don't read... Edgar Allan Poe, because like I said, uncultured. <laughs> I mean, it kind of just depends. I I probably won't get it either, just because I don't know how much BAM charges, and I don't know how much their shipping is. So, knowing my luck, it will probably be like $20 after, and I don't think the pop's worth $20. Yeah. So. Okay, and then the last figure that we got is a Splash Mountain 3-pack yes. with the Brer creatures. Yes. Got Brer Rabbit, Brer Fox, and Brer Bear. Brer Bear. Say that five times fast. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> These look fantastic. I've never ridden Splash Mountain because I don't remember my trip to Disneyland. I don't know how I don't remember it, but I don't. But I really want this set. Will I be able to get it? No. But I can dream, right? <laughs> yeah, I. I've ridden Splash Mountain a few times. I think I talked about this last week, but yeah, yeah it's it's one ride that I cannot get a good picture on because like the whole like drop at the yeah. end. It's never like it's not that I'm like looking for like a perfect picture moment, like one that I would post in like the school yearbook or anything. Yeah, it's just it doesn't look like I'm having a good time, <laughs> uh. and. I need I need to find uh the pictures that I have at Disneyland. You've got and post to. Those. I've got to see these. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to find those. Like I might. I might do this as soon as we're done recording. Okay. But yeah, I have never taken a decent ride or picture, and especially on Splash Mountain. That's too funny. Like I look terrified. Like <laughs> there's even one where I'm like trying to force a smile by like yelling. And it still looks like I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish you guys could have seen his face right there. <laughs> I'll post a picture and they can. <laughs> so uh, we actually forgot one Disney exclusive coming out, which will be to D23 Expo. 
Uh, the four pack of the Dapper Dans. The Dapper Dans. Yeah, they're a group that. Uh, you do you know about them? I I don't. Oh, know sorry about the Dapper Dans. Uh, so they're a group that performs in. Uh, I don't. I know they perform in Disneyland. I don't know if they also perform at Walt Disney World. I'm I'm sure they do. But yeah, they just like kind of like walk Main Street and you know mm. do shows and stuff. I've heard they're like really good. Like the, it's something you don't want to miss when you go to Disneyland. Well, I've but, missed it a couple times. <laughs> well, you didn't have a complete Disneyland experience, apparently. I'm not going back. <laughs> I don't want to go back. It's so expensive. Everyone says that, but then they're like, you know what? I'm going back. Yeah. If I could afford to go, yeah. I probably would. I, but I, I would. can't. I would, too. <laughs> I don't understand how people can afford $125 a day. Ugh. Just saying that out loud. And that's not even a, po- po- <laughs> a park hopper ticket. That's just for Disneyland? Yeah, I think so. I think park hopper is like a well, okay, I think park hopper is like 160 Good or 180. Lord. Yeah, just to go to Disneyland, it's 120, I believe. I think I'm just going to keep exploiting <laughs> my cousins that work there that I never talk to. There you go. Smart man. <laughs> Smart man. Uh so yeah, the only Depper Dan that I've ever heard of was the uh, from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah, I remember that. I'm a Depper Dan man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the only Depper Dan I know. Well, now you know the other Depper Dan. Yep. All right, moving on to Blu-rays. Unless you got anything else in pops? Mm, no, I got nothing. Okay, so moving on to Blu-rays, we got three new Blu-rays coming out this week. We got Brightburn, we got The Hustle, and we got A Dog's Journey. So, first one, Brightburn. Basically, evil Superman. I know this got bad reviews, but I still want to see it really badly. It got bad reviews? Yeah, I think so. Like, how bad? Like, let's find out, shall we? (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes, here we come. Yeah, so while you're pulling that up, this whole movie, I, we haven't talked about it a lot, but this whole movie is just a uh, James Gunn's idea of what would have happened if Superman was a serial killer. That's so intriguing. Like, it come is. on. It is super intriguing. Okay, so not horrible. It has a 57. That's actually not awful. For a that, horror movie. Yeah, that's definitely not bad. Um, so it says, although Brightburn doesn't fully deliver on the pitch black promise of its setup, it's still enough to offer a diverting subversion of the superhero genre. Hmm. And then the audience score is a 67%. Alright. I mean, I'm going to rent it. I'm not going to buy it. I want to watch it first. Yeah, it's not a blind buy for me. Yeah. Um... So yeah, that's Brightburn. So the the next one we got is The Hustle, and I have only seen the first trailer for this. Yeah, I do too. All I remember really is isn't it like Anne Hathaway like teaches Rebel Wilson some stuff, like spy shit. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I love Rebel Wilson, and I feel like Anne Hathaway does really good in comedic. I roles. can only I can only handle Rebel Wilson in like she's funny, but I can't handle like a movie where like maybe she's like. Like, in the full spotlight, I can only take her in little bits and pieces. Not saying she's a bad actress, because I think she is good, but 
I don't know. Just sometimes her like comedy is like a little too like in your face. It is very in your face, and it's kind of like what I feel Melissa McCarthy does a little bit. But the funny thing is, like, I'll watch something with Melissa McCarthy before I watch something with Rebel Wilson. Yeah, Rebel Wilson's just overly funny or tries to be funny a lot more than melissa mccarthy does yeah like i don't know how to explain it like i feel like it's in ghostbusters for example there was a lot of like stuff that happened to melissa mccarthy's character that i feel wasn't like super forced but it was like to get a laugh yeah hers is and it was it was fun yeah rebel wilson's is just kind of stupid funny and it gets old really quick like i feel the movies that i enjoy her the most and are actually the pitch perfect movies yeah but like even those ones like they're like the humor in those like yes she's funny but even the humor in those it gets old it does i agree like with the whole I'm trying to remember. So the first one, when she got a burrito thrown at her. Oh yeah. Yeah, and she's just like, oh, I'm hit. Like I was just like, okay, like calm down. It's a burrito. The the funniest joke that she has in the first one is when she walks up to the uh, Bella's um, display or um, tryout table that they have when they're uh, what's that called when like campuses have like uh, kind of like all these clubs set up in a row. I don't know. I'm not in college. <laughs> I don't like a club fair. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. I like that. (laughs) But so like they're like, oh, what's your name? And she's like, Fat Amy, Fat Fat Amy. And they're like, yeah, why? Why are you called Fat Amy? So stuck up bitches like you don't tell. Say behind my back. (laughs) I'm like, that's funny. That that's that's very funny. But yeah, the whole burrito thing like kind of like ruined her character. And that yeah, like honestly, I didn't even laugh at that at that part. The burrito? Yeah. Did I. I'm like, I was just like, big deal. It's a freaking burrito. Like, oh my gosh. Like, they're playing off like, oh my gosh, she got shot. Like, this is supposed to be funny? Yeah. Like, I would have laughed harder if it was like a paintball. <laughs> okay, yeah. Or that something would've... like that. But, like a burrito? I mean, come on. Like, I think it would have been like, it would have been funnier had she like, caught it. <laughs> That okay, that actually would have been pretty badass, right? <laughs> like if that would have been something that happened. So instead of it like hitting her and it, it exploding, if she caught it and then ate it, she's always been worthy. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. yeah, but Anne Hathaway, I think she, I'll watch it, anything it, with Anne yeah, Hathaway. I very, love Anne Hathaway. I think she's kind of an underrated comedic actress. She is. I agree. Honestly, like, I think just because she's very funny in them, but she can also be very dramatic. Some of my favorite movies with her are the Princess Diary movies. Those movies are really good. I, I actually love the sequel more than I love the first one. I really enjoy the sequel. Yeah. I I remember having t- to sneak watch these movies <laughs> for completely different reasons. <laughs> my mom was okay with me watching that movie, or okay. both of them. Okay. My dad, on the other hand, had different thoughts. Thought it was too girly? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I didn't want to look like... Less of a man? Yeah. Okay. Like, now, I I could give a shit. 
I'm like, whatever. I freaking love this movie. Respect. Like, Respect. I admit to, like, crying with the, the notebook. <laughs> I've never seen the notebook, so. But I watch it when I'm sick and emotionally vulnerable. <laughs> 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 so I feel like that's a little unfair, but it it's something I watch, like, every time I get sick. But, yeah, I. That's really funny, actually. Yeah, so I remember, like, watching it. And then, like, switching over to, like, something violent. <laughs> and he's like, what are you watching? And I'm like, oh, Monster Trucks. <laughs> and he's like, you know that shit's stupid, right? And I'm like, yeah. And then I switch it back to Princess Diaries. Dude, my go-to, because I love chick flicks. And my two, uh, I don't know what it is, but whenever I'm sick, the two movies I always go to are Mean Girls and John Tucker Must Die. I haven't seen that one yet. You haven't? Mm-mm. I don't think I have. Oh, that's it. But I have seen Mean Girls. Okay, and I freaking love Mean Girls. I was going to like slap you if you hadn't seen Mean Girls, because that is my favorite chick flick of all time. That movie is just so quotable. Like, <laughs> Dude, oh my gosh. Awesome. <laughs> Dude, I love how young... Oh, shit. What's her name? McAdams. Oh, Rachel McAdams? Yeah, Rachel. I love how young she can play. Right? Like, there was a uh, game night. She was in that, and she's freaking hilarious. I that. still haven't seen that. It's, and I bought it. It's a, good, it's a good one. Okay. Like, it's not great, but yeah. it's fun. How's Jason Bateman in it? Uh, Jason Bate. Oh, he plays her wife, or his, his her, her husband. Her wife? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, he plays her husband, and... He was good. Okay. Yeah, like he, I found he's I always... one that I I don't know why, but I always feel like I don't like him. Really, I yeah, always like him. I know I like I like him. That's like the issue I have. Like I always like anytime I see a movie that he's in, I'm always like, oh, he's gonna be playing like an asshole or something, and I feel like I'm I'm not gonna like him in this movie. Do but you feel he kind of has that face? He does. He has, like, <laughs> yeah. that face that I'm like, there's just something I don't like about you. If you want to see a movie where he actually is an asshole, watch Bad Words. Yeah, I haven't seen that you one You haven't? Yet. Okay, yeah, he's a complete asshole in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but every movie that he's been in he, where he's not an asshole, I, I love. Because he's usually, like, who I would be in a certain situation. Like, with uh, Bad Boss. I mean, horrible Bosses. Or Horrible Bosses. Yeah, like, that's who I would be. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. So. I I don't even know out of the three who I would be. I think you'd be him, too. I Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I wouldn't be Jason Sudeikis or Charlie Day. Charlie Day, I feel that would be Christian. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> the crazy one. That, yeah. That always actually, I feel like I would be Jason Sudeikis in that. If we had, if like in a normal situation, if it was like anyone else, yeah. so if it was like us three, I'd be Jason Sudeikis, kind of just hearing what Christian was saying and being like, "Yeah," and like getting hyped up from him. If it was like my brothers. Yeah, I would definitely be Jason Bateman. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Because I'm a very just like you guys are so stupid. <laughs> but I don't know what it is about Christian. I freaking get like hyped up. <laughs> no, he, he, I don't know. He, he, he's 
not manipulative, but he knows how to talk you into something. Yeah. Like, he, he he's talked us into quite a few things. Yeah, true that. <laughs> Nothing we weren't already down to do. Yeah, we just that's need, true. need to be reminded that we were down for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless that's what he manipulated us into thinking. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um... We didn't talk about the hustle at all. No. Kind of went from Rebel Wilson to Anne Hathaway, then to, oh, which horrible bosses characters would we be? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, So the last Blu-ray that we got is A Dog's Journey. Which is the sequel to A Dog's Purpose. Wait, I think, wait, no, no, it's not. Wait, actually, what is A Dog's Journey? I don't think it is. I I think it is. I think it's kind of like the sequel to that. Because I, I th- isn't it Josh oh, Gad voicing it again? I think so. Because if it's Josh Gad, it's a sequel. Oh yeah, shit, it is. Oh wait, I thought this movie hadn't even come out yet in theaters. When did this movie come out? I feel like it came out a while ago. The I feel like the reason we didn't really know about it, or we didn't know that it was going to come out this soon, was because the damn Or Mall still has its poster up. No, that was for a uh, um, a dog's way home. That was for a different one. Oh, yeah, I know. There's like so many damn dog movies. Yeah, there are. I mean, shit. Okay, so uh, it has a forty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, Ooh. but yet a ninety three percent audience score. Damn, that is a big leap. Yeah. Huh. Oh, this came out May seventeenth. This came out in May? And it's already being released on... Damn, that was fast. Well, I mean... Well, okay. it's three months. Yeah, and Infin- sorry, Endgame came out at the end of April, so and that just got released. So, okay, it works. I don't know. I'll honestly actually probably rent this because I actually I kind of enjoyed A Dog's Purpose. I liked it too. Except for that cat scene. Not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed it, but it's probably not one I'm going to actively go and try and see. I'm not even going to rent it. I think I'm going to wait till it gets on like a streaming. I think service. I might too. Actually, like once it hits like Netflix, then or even Hulu or it's, Amazon. Prime. It's going to be like if it hits one of those streaming services, and I have absolutely nothing else to watch. I feel you there. <laughs> But I will usually go back. Like, if there's something that I just kind of don't want to see, yeah. I'll go back and watch something else. Yeah. I mean, I think it's an interesting concept that, you know, like, a dog lives so many lives. I think I think that's a really interesting concept. Yeah. But I feel like it can be better executed. Oh, for sure. Yeah. All right. So that covers everything we got in Blu-rays. Got anything else? No. But everybody, go and buy Avengers Endgame. Just do it if you haven't bought it yet. That is all. (laughs) Okay, moving on to this week's sneak peeks. Uh, We got Little Women with Saoirse Ronan and Emma Watson. Emma Watson wasn't in this trailer a lot. No, she wasn't. Like I, this like, is very much a Saoirse Ronan movie, which I'm actually okay with because she's a very good actress. Dude, she's amazing. Like, damn. Like, I actually want to see this movie just because of her. Like, she made me want to see this movie. Yeah. Like, I love Saoirse Ronan. Like, there's... 
What else is she in? She, uh, good question. I cannot tell you her movies off the top of my head, but what? I do know she's in that one movie with uh, Margot Robbie. Oh yeah, I, I remember that one. I remember. <laughs> it's like the the Crown. The Crown. That's not the Crown. That's a Netflix show. Wait, Sersha. How do you spell Sersha? Uh, good question. Because she spells it really weird. <laughs> I think I actually spelled it right. Bullshit. <laughs> Wait, let's find out. Oh yeah, no, I spelled it wrong. <laughs> yeah, she. That's an interesting way to spell it. Yeah, I told you. Like everyone, like I only know this because I've watched so many videos of her trying to explain how she says her name. <laughs> that's funny. Because I always want to say Sayorsi. Sayorsi. That's fair. I could see. Yeah, I'd want to say that too. Okay, so she was the main girl in Lady Bird. I never watched that. I haven't either. Uh, she was in The Lovely Bones, Brooklyn, Hannah, uh, Little Woman, Mary Queen of Scots. Oh, that's the one that's, with Margot, yep. Robo, the Margot Robbie. Yeah, it's not she was the in The Grand Budapest Hotel? I still haven't watched that movie, but that's cool that when I do eventually watch it, I'll be looking out for her. Let me see. <laughs> I will... Have I... I'm, I'm... You haven't listed any movie that I've seen. <laughs> I do. I'm dead serious. That's like legit all for filmography. Are you serious? I think so. Maybe like actually go to her IMDb. But... Yeah, I'm going to her IMDb. Okay. Because I feel like I've seen her before in something, but I don't know what. Uh. Oh, the host. Yeah, I freaking loved her in the host. Wait, I... is that with um Octavia Spencer? Uh, no. So I'm thinking of the help. My yeah, bad. you're thinking of the help. <laughs> my bad. Very different movie. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, and I think I've seen The Lovely Bones. Or City of Embers, that's the one I've seen. Yeah, I haven't seen that. And I re- really like those two. But yeah, I was, I was like... I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I've seen her in something. But yeah, I haven't seen the her in anything. movies you listed, I was like, I haven't seen any of those <laughs> but i know she's a good actress how do i know that <laughs> oh it's too funny yeah so I, I feel like this is a really good like little women is going to be a very empowering movie i completely agree um i'm really excited for it i'm too like this trailer like sold me yeah, I wasn't intrigued at all before this trailer, but now I'm like, yeah, I'm down to see this. Yeah, definitely. I feel like there's, like, with her character specifically, she's on a very, like, oh, I'm going to become, like, a self-made person, mm-hmm. but because she's a woman, she has to get, she has, like, societal expectations yeah. to get married and all this other like, shit. Like, I like how in the trailer they point out why is it that when it comes to a woman, they're defined on marriage. That's literally all that they're defined as. Right. I, and I love how the movie is going to go into why that, you know, shouldn't be. Yeah, I like how they're diving into, like, what you said, how that shouldn't be. But I'm also like what they're going to, the route that it looks like they're taking with Emma Watson's character. Yes. Where... She feels like, sir. I don't know the names of these characters at all. I don't either. I'm, but anyway, you're I'm fine just, just going, referring yeah, to them so, as the actress. <laughs> yeah, I'm 
I like how Sersha's character is kind of trying to convince Emma's to not get married and not pursue all this other stuff because it's just like you're expected to and she's just like yeah but this is what i want yeah so i like how they're kind of taking both angles like they're going from like i don't feel like i should be expected to get married and all this other stuff to like yeah i don't feel like i should be expected to but i want to yeah and i i appreciate that i do too especially Especially as a married man yeah (laughs) i'll know eventually yeah, because I Hopefully. feel like every man knows, like, deep down, women don't really need us. <laughs> oh, they don't. Oh, I'll 100% admit that. They don't. Yeah. So I'm glad that this movie's just like, yeah, we don't need you, but we want you. <laughs> yeah. I did, the, the ending was really funny because I love how it circled back to the beginning of how um, she's who is she uh, talking to again at the beginning? And he's like, it looks like a publisher or, okay. an editor or someone. So she's like saying like, Oh, you know, like a woman doesn't uh, in this story, you know, like the woman doesn't need to get married and all this stuff. And then at the end, he's like, so who does she marry again? <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I like the circling back to the joke. I thought that was funny. Yeah. I feel like that was supposed to be intended as a joke. Yeah. But I also feel like that is very close to what could have actually happened. Yeah, I, I agree. I wouldn't be surprised if she reached over the table and slapped him in the face. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised yeah, either. I would have. I would encourage it. You're right. <laughs> so, yeah. like So, that one looks like a really good movie. Yeah, I'm very intrigued. Yeah. So, uh, excitement level for this one. Hmm. I don't know, I'm sitting probably like at like a like a seven or an eight. That's where I'm sitting too. Yeah. I'm sitting at a seven. Okay. Like definitely one that I want to go see. Yeah. Um probably it'd probably be like a matinee for me. I'm like I'm on the fence about that. Really? About it being a matinee. I might go s- not opening weekend or anything crazy like that, but if if I like maybe a date night movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah, I feel like that'd be a good one. All right, cool. So moving on to what's in the box. Oh yeah. So, Rose, what's in this week's box office? We had some surprises this past weekend. At number one, we had Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, and this movie did not have a great second weekend. It dropped 57%. Oh, shit. Uh, and it only grossed $25 million. Huh. Yeah. What I, I what I've no um I saw in Beyond the Trailer uh Grace Randolph pointed out that um The Rock is like really promoting this movie in China because it opens next week there and The Rock and Jason Statham are like loved there so he's like promoting the hell out of it there to make sure that this movie performs well there. Good call. Yeah, definitely very, a good very call. Very good call. So hopefully it performs well there. Like, cause like I said, it's an enjoyable action movie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's like we said, it's like a shut your brain off and don't really think too hard about it movie. Exactly, that's what it is. Uh, number two, we got scary stories to tell in the dark, which actually overperformed. Uh, it grossed almost twenty one million, and I want to say it was projected for like over fifteen, but I don't think it was anywhere close to twenty million. So that's awesome. That's way awesome. 
this one I, I, I'm going to have to watch on like a really small screen. <laughs> oh, I'm, I got to go see this in theaters. Because uh, I remember reading the books. I don't know kid. if I have the balls to. <laughs> Dude, I've heard the practical effects are amazing. That's what terrifies me. <laughs> CGI, I can like kind of let slide and be like, hey, that looked fake. Practical, I can't. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, fair. All right, and number three, we have The Lion King, which grossed another $20 million. Uh, number four, which uh, actually underperformed, we have Dora and the Lost City of Gold, which grossed $17 million. Good hell. <laughs> uh, hey, at least it made the top five. Dude, who thought it was a good idea to make a live-action Dora? Yeah, but who also thought that it would actually get good reviews and get certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes? <sighs> no one. Yeah. I never thought I'd live in a day that a live-action Dora movie is actually good. <laughs> yeah. Modern modern era for you, huh? I'm trying to think of other Nick Jr. shows that can actually be good. That's a good question. I know Blue's Clues was somewhat live action, but please no Blue's Clues movie. Blue's Clues would be would be cool as a movie. Especially if they brought Steve back. Damn like, it, yeah, that's true. Dude. <laughs> but that show got real stupid after Joe left. True. Or not after Joe. After Steve left liked, and Joe took over. I liked Joe. Joe was dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> I liked Joe. I liked Steve the most, but Joe was a good replacement. Wait, how old were you when Joe got re- or when Steve got replaced? I can't remember. Because I feel like we were too old oh, yeah, that's to true. care about the replacement. That's true. Okay. Because I remember... like. Bronson was like losing his mind. Okay, 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 yeah, okay. I remember, like, I at least saw like a, just like because I literally had nothing else to watch on TV. Like, I watched a couple episodes. Uh, what? You judging me? I'm judging you. What? Why? You're watching Blues Clues as, however old you were. Shut up. It was a good show. Okay. <laughs> it taught me shit. Exactly. <laughs> All right, continue. All right. And then in at number 5, we have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which brought in 11 million. So, not bad. Not bad weekend. Yeah, definitely office. not bad. Uh is this Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's second week? Or is no, it it's like third week. Third week and still Okay. Wait, I think so. Uh how's that one doing? Uh, let me check. I want to say it's actually doing pretty good. Yeah, I felt like um, it's has like the Tarantino effect, where it just kind of doesn't do well at first. Yeah, because like I th- that's what supposedly happened with Pulp Fiction. Like it didn't do well when it was initially released, and then as it as time progressed, it got better and better. Okay, I really hope this movie does better in foreign countries. Why? Its budget was between ninety and ninety-six million, and it's grossed one hundred nine million. Ooh, it's barely broke it. But so it releases. Oh wait, okay, so it's already released in Russia. 
uh, I want to say tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow the 14th releases in the UK. So we'll see how. Ooh, uh oh. I hope Tarantino's it... movies are really good. Yeah, but he's just not a big box office draw. Yeah. Which sucks because he's a good director. He's really good. I, I actually mean... just watched uh, Reservoir Dogs this week. How was it? How was it? It was good. It was really good. Okay. I need to watch. I still need to check out that. Django Unchained. Glorious Bastards. I actually watched Glorious Bastards too. How is it? It was it was good. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm so behind on his movies. Uh, I actually think the only Tarantino movie I've watched is Pulp Fiction. Really? Yeah. Wow, I suck. Yeah, I still need to watch Hateful Eight. Yeah, I need to watch that as well. Um but I've seen Django. I've seen Pulp Fiction. I've finally watched Reservoir Dogs. I feel like there's more that I have seen. What other ones did you list? I think you already answered if you'd seen them. The ones that... Well, because Inglorious Bastards. Oh, Inglorious Bastards, yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think I've seen a majority of his movies. Well, you got me beat. Because <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's his ninth film? Yes. Yeah, so I, I feel like I've watched a majority Okay, wait, so let's count that out really quickly. Okay, Django Unchained. Right. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Inglorious Bastards. Hateful Eight. Did I already say Pulp Fiction? Uh, yes. Okay, so I have four. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's five. Uh, oh, Reservoir Dogs. So six. Need three more. Okay, so oh, you I have his list up. Perfect. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, okay. Pulp Fiction, Inglorious Bastards, Hateful Eight, Reservoir Dogs, Django Unchained, Kill Bill, oh, duh. Kill uh, Bill volume, volume 1 and Volume 2. Do they count that as one movie or two? That's an excellent question. He has like a really long list on his IMDb, but I kn- how is this his ninth film? <laughs> Maybe he only like had like um small say so's in other films. Uh there's one Death Proof. I've never heard of that movie. Uh I, guess I don't think I have. Sin City. He did that? A special or he's a guest director. Well, I was gonna say I think Robert Rodriguez did Sin City. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs, Jackie Brown. I've never I don't know what that. the hell these mean because four rooms. It says segment the man from Hollywood. What? Yeah, I don't know what what the hell these mean. <laughs> this makes no but sense. But I feel like I've seen a majority. I have not seen Sin City though. I mean, it's technically not or one of his films, so you don't really need to see Sin City. But yeah, you definitely need to see the Hateful Eight, as do I. Yeah, and apparently an untitled Star Trek project. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> I'd be interested to see his take. I'm down, <laughs> especially with how violent his movies are. Dude, I'd love to see his take on, like, The Purge. Dude, that would be insane. Right? I think he could take that in amazing places. Definitely. Absolutely. All right, so that covers what's in the box. Um, 
Do we got anything else? No, I don't think so. All right, cool. So I have, or I have a trip this week or this weekend. So we're recording a little earlier. Um, so I'm, we weren't able to get a question out this week. So yeah, sorry about that. So we'll we'll do it with the next one for sure. Yes, I promise. I don't know what we're gonna do next time though, so hold off on that one. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let's say we get on to the main event. Let's do it. Time for the main event. It's main event time. Let's play game. Alright, this week's main event, we are going to be having a showdown between all of the Harry Potter movies. So, first up, we got Sorcerer's Stone. That came out in 2001. So I would just have these in like the order that they came out. And we can adjust them as as need be. Yes. So um, we'll just talk about a little bit what we liked about the movie. What we didn't like. Okay. So first off, Sorcerer's Stone. Also known as the Philosopher's Stone. The Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. If you're fancy. Yep. <laughs> if you're fancy. I I don't know which way do you like to say it better. I prefer Sorcerer's I, Stone. I do too. Because that's is, like what I read in the book. Yeah. That's, what I, that's why I grew up on. Yeah. yeah. So this one was like the one that kicked off the Harry Potter series. So I it holds a special place in my heart. Same. Absolutely same. Yeah. It Like it has a lot of sentimental value to me. Because that's like the first time we got to see like a shit ton of stuff. We got to see our first Quidditch match. We got to see, like, just magic done. At least this was the first time for me. No, it's the same, same for me. And honestly, most of the special special effects actually hold up. They hold up really well. Like, the three-headed three headed dogs in this one, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that surprisingly holds up pretty damn well. Yeah. I think the only visual effect that doesn't hold up in this movie is when Harry's flying around in the... Uh, the little dungeon area with the keys when he's like zooming back and forth. I was actually thinking of the part where uh remember when uh, Neville is kind of like getting, he uh, gets taken off by his broomstick. Some of the parts when he's bouncing around, it's a little too CGI. You can tell that looked CGI back then too, but I think it okay, holds up with how rough it is. Okay. Like it doesn't look super bad. Okay. True. That's a good point. I'm trying to remember what scene you're talking about. It's been a while since I've seen the the Sorcerer's Stone. Hey, you remember the the keys, the flying keys with the wings, and he has to go and find the broken one. <gasps> oh yeah. Okay. Duh. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Now thinking about thinking back about that. Yeah, it does seem a little spotty now. Yeah. Just in just in certain areas. Yeah. The a lot of the effects here were seemed practical. They did, which I love. Yeah. Like the vines. Oh yeah. Like that that scene was just tense. It was like insane. Just all every single actor that they picked was perfect. Like you couldn't have picked anybody else better to play Harry, Ron, Hermione, Hagrid. I'm not gonna say Dumbledore because 
Yeah, he got, got replaced in the third one. <laughs> well, because he died. I know. <laughs> sorry, that that was very harsh. That was me. I'm sorry. You take that back. You know, Professor McGonagall. Um, what's the groundskeeper name? Uh, Filch. Yeah, Filch. I'm drawing a blank for the rest. Like Snape. Oh yeah, duh. Come on, dude. Sorry. But Alan I... Rickman, rest in peace. Yeah, I I agree with you. The cast is was just perfectly, perfectly cast. Um, yeah, I have very few issues with this movie. Yeah, I'm the same way. So obviously, if this is our first one, it's going to be our baseline. Yeah. So that pulls us into our next one, which is Chamber of Secrets, where this might be a bloodbath. It might be. So this <laughs> movie came out in 2002. And I did... I This is my least favorite out of all of the Harry Potter movies. Wow. It's because you're afraid of the Chamber of Secrets, aren't you? <laughs> no, it's just... The pacing for this movie was just a little slow for me. Isn't that kind of how the book was? I thought that's, that's yeah, what I remember. Yeah, the book's my least favorite, too. Like, the Chamber of Secrets. I'm but like, Don't get me wrong. I love... Harry Potter, I love this movie. Just out of all the Harry Potter movies, this is my least favorite. And book. The book was also like very, very slow for me. Which doesn't make any sense because it's like that book is like super short. That's true. Is it even as long as the Sorcerer's Stone? I think it might be shorter than the Sorcerer's oh, Stone. Damn. <laughs> J.K. Rowling ran out of ideas. She's probably thinking, shit, I'm only two books in. <laughs> the hell am I going to do for you there? Five. Yeah, so th- this is below Sorcerer's Stone for me. I like. <sighs> I'm gonna agree. I I agree. It is below Sorcerer's Stone, but I'm afraid how far down the list you're gonna put it. Because I feel like you're gonna put it at the bottom. I just know it. It belongs at the bottom, honestly. You're an asshole. But I don't know. You might talk me into it. Let's find out. So, yeah, but like, I don't know. Like even like there were some scenes that were definitely that caught my attention like the big ones like the ones with the spider the fight with the snake it's just the be- everything else in between it was just yeah but like ugh. the beginning with uh how uh, ron's family breaks harry out and like just like the um the whole interaction that harry gets with him and the weasleys is just fantastic and i love that you get to see uh uh mrs weasley a lot in this movie that that just like made that that's like one of the best parts of this movie because i i don't remember her name who was cast as do you remember her name i i don't know her name really really because i i want to remember her name because she she was fantastic she was like like we said like this whole series is perfectly cast yeah there's there's not one person that wasn't cast well yeah so my issue with this like yes there were those those exciting scenes there was the scene with like the opening where they're with Dobby, even it oh, felt yeah. like it felt good. Yeah, but it was just after that that the the pacing was just felt really slow, really drawn out, and it, it I did not didn't dig it. I I can understand where you're coming from, and like I said, it'll be interesting to see if you talk me into putting it on the bottom, like you say <laughs> that you want to. Uh, her name was Julia. Ju- sorry, Julie Walters. That's Julie who played Walters. Uh, Molly Weasley. 
Yes. Yeah, I freaking love her. Yeah. All of the Weasleys were cast perfectly. Like, yeah. seriously, I can't think of anyone that was cast badly in these movies. Yeah, that because there wasn't anyone. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah, I'm putting it below Chamber of Secrets. I'd agree. All right, next up, we got a year break from the Harry Potter series, but we came back in 2004 with Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay, I got a question. Did you see any of these in theaters? I saw all of them in theaters. Really? Yeah. Actually, I, I don't know if them. I saw the first one. I only, Okay, wait, no, yeah. I, I only saw two in theaters. The Chamber of Secrets and The Deathly Hallows Part 2. Yeah, I saw basically all of these except for for Sorcerer's Stone, I think. I, I mean, might we be were pro- I mean, if you didn't, understandable, because we were pretty young when it came out. Yeah. So. It's in 2001. How old was I? Six? Yeah, we were both six. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then. I don't know if either of our parents would have let us go to that kind of movie. Yeah, so I think seven is like the year my dad first took me to Chamber of Secrets. Oh, okay. And I, I think I saw all of these with my dad, except for deathly hollows part two yeah or Just... part one and two. Oh, okay because i know we saw part two together yeah who'd you see part one with i i don't remember Did it might have see... been a date oh go boy <laughs> <laughs> you're so weird prisoner of azkaban i'm put i have to put it above sorcerer's stone i i'd have to agree it's so good. It is so good. And Gary Oldman is serious black. Oh my goodness. Dude, the scene with Professor Lupin. Oh, yep. Him as well. Oh! That scene, I can still feel the tension that I felt in theaters. I was terrified in theaters. <laughs> and I hadn't read any of the books until, I want to say, Order of the Phoenix came out. Okay. Actually, that might not be true. I think I, I started reading the books um, when Goblet of Fire was announced. In really? Yeah. See, I didn't even I didn't even finish the uh, read the books until after I saw all the movies. Yeah, so I saw all the movies before I read the books, and I ended up liking the books a lot better. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to agree with you on there. Yeah, like, you, you know that usually it's just like, oh, I prefer the movie if you've read or if you've seen the movie first. Yeah. Total opposite for me. I love the books more. I'd have to read both the books and watch the movies again to be able to decide. It's it's, it's a hard thing to decide. Yeah. Um, I loved the Dementors. Like, the pacing on this felt very good, too. Like... It was very tense. It was slow where it needed to be slow, fast where it needed to be fast. Like, a lot of my issues with these movies are just pacing. Yeah. And I feel it's not really the movie's fault. We're trying to follow as closely to the books as they could. Yeah. So, when it comes to pacing, it's kind of J.K. Rowling's fault. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Dude, like, I... What I really appreciated about all these movies is it somehow made us dive into the or kind of get into the world with each movie. Mm-hmm. Like they never showed us the same thing twice. No, they didn't. Like, yeah, with the first one, it just introduced us to the world, like a world that we kind of already know. And then the second one, it introduces us to like uh, the flying car. 
the the whomping willow like all that stuff and then the big ass spider like it just and then Ugh, with terrifying. this one it showed us like the talking heads like yeah the, the shrunken heads like what wizard prison is like yeah like that's what that i really terrifying. liked about the books because it dived into what azkaban is a lot better than the movies did but i mean how how long was the prisoner of azkaban book wise uh it was longer than the other two okay i think it was longer than the other two combined really yeah damn so i mean when it comes to movies you can understand what they had to leave out considering they have less than three hours to do it yeah so yeah um and then patronuses were freaking awesome Oh, those were amazing yeah i never know knew that like what really like boggled my mind was that patronuses were supposed to be an animal i thought it was just like a shield at first yeah that's what i thought it was too it like shrunk down to a freaking like a deer yeah so that one felt weird but like once i read into it and everything it 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 made more sense so prisoner of azkaban above sorcerer's stone yeah and chamber of secrets yes all right, Goblet of Fire. What do you think? Uh, I'm trying to think back to how much I love the Triwizard Tournament. Dude, I freaking love it. Did, I might have to put it above Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm totally happy doing that. Okay. So Goblet of Fire came out in 2005. And this might be my favorite Harry Potter movie. I can understand that. It's not mine. But I can completely understand why it's your favorite. Yeah. Because it I, is a great one. I love that we got to see Voldemort. I do, like, I don't know what it was, but Prisoner of a- between Prisoner of Azkaban and Gobble to Fire seemed like a really long time. Even though it was a year. I think it was. It, I think it's the long hair. It might have been the long I hair. I think that that's that's how I feel. <laughs> Seeing like Harry and Ron with long hair, I'm just like. Are we, like, behind two, three years? What the hell happened to you guys? Yeah, no shit. Yeah, loved the Triwizard Tournament. I loved, like, the intensity of the movie. Like, even, actually, I feel the underwater scenes hold up pretty well today. It does! Like, really well. Like, it's honestly astonishing that they hold up as well as they do. And, like, you were bringing up with Voldemort, that encounter, like, uh, at the end of the... uh, um, the tournament, you know, like how after he kills uh, Cedric and, you know, like he's going after Harry, just like that intense intenseness is just keeps building. And then, you know, like Harry comes back and, you know, like he's just like crying, you know, like Voldemort's back, Voldemort's back. Like, I remember like during this, like I couldn't even like close my mouth. Like my mouth was like completely in sh- Like I had a hard time breathing. Dude, mine too. And they didn't, they did not like lessen the tension of that scene either no, they, did they not. immediately moved on to mad eye moody yep and oh david tennant can do no wrong right i didn't know that david tennant played mad eye moody what i'm pretty sure wait what is he wasn't in uh gobble to fire <laughs> Oh my gosh. Dude, we're going to get reamed freaking hard by Victor because he's a huge Harry Potter fan. No, you're going to get reamed hard by Victor. You're the one that said it. Shit. No, he was in this one. 
Like wait, okay, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, I'm. Oh shit! I'm pretty sure he was in this one. David Tennant played Barty Crouch Jr. in Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. I'm not a complete idiot. Wait, so then who played um Mad Eye Moody? Because that's who I thought you were saying. Like he played him. I'm like, wait, what? No, he didn't play Mad Eye. He played. Remember he so Barty Crouch. Uh, took some polyjuice potion and transformed himself into Mad Eye. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, okay. that's what I was trying to remember. Oh okay, I was and like, I was like, oh shit, was he not in this one? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, damn, those prosthetics were amazing. If that's the case, okay. Brent Brendan uh, Gleason played Al Alistar Moody. Oh, he's freaking amazing. Too. He is. Yeah. So, Goblet Fire definitely higher than me, or higher than Prisoner of Azkaban for me. Completely agree. Okay. Now it's going to get into the nitty gritty. Because these ones are different. Like I said, it's going to be a bloodbath. So, yeah. So, Order of the Phoenix came out in 2007. This one felt like a really long time. It did. But it also was, there was a couple years in between the two. So, that one kind of makes sense to me. And they cut their hair. They did. Well, did Ron? I can't remember. I know Harry did. I know for the most part, Ron kept his hair pretty long. Yeah. Which it worked for him. I don't think he cut his hair. Okay. So, Order of the Phoenix. So, So this is actually my favorite Harry Potter movie. Is it? I I love this movie. All right, you better defend this one. (laughs) Because I'm not 100% certain that it's better than Gobble to Fire. I don't think I'll be able to talk you that high. Because so what, even, why do you, okay so why? okay so the reason why it's my favorite is because it's awesome seeing these kids like kind of like come into their own like like Harry pointed out if uh, all of these amazing wizards could do all these amazing things why can't we um just like watching them all train uh learning how to master their patronus I don't know, just like seeing them all working together is just fantastic. And um, also seeing uh, Voldemort with uh, Lucius Malfoy, just, I don't know, just, it's just an awesome movie. And I mean, the ending is depressing as hell. The way, oh shit. Did you forget about that? I did for a second. The way that they portray that death with the absolute silence was just it rocked me to my core absolutely agree it was i don't know if i want to can i say it was like beautiful it, it that's not a weird thing to okay. say especially about film okay it was it was just beautifully filmed beautifully acted just this one this movie like some Oh, shit, you might have talked me up. Because Gobble to Fire, it was very... Like, the highs were were great. The high points were great. The low points were also great. But they weren't, like, super high or super low. Yeah. Order of the Phoenix, the highs were really high. And the lows were really low. Like, the the joy that you felt from watching them train and all this other stuff while hiding from the freaking crazy pink bitch. Oh uh, yeah. Dolores Umbridge. Yeah. Like they got into some dark shit. They did. They really did. 
like with Harry writing and then it, like cutting into his hand, like oh, yeah, that was disturbing. Yeah, and then like just like the joys of this movie, and then the 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 low points of this movie were just really well crafted. This is the one where um. I should know my favorite Harry Potter movie, um, where uh, Fred and George like decide to do all those fireworks during like the during exams, or is that Half Blood Prince? Nope, that's Order of the Phoenix. It is mm-hmm. sweet. That was an awesome scene as well. That was an amazing scene. Like I said, the highest of highs, lowest of lows, and ugh, I think it worked better than Order of the, or Goblet of Fire. Bastard. I am a god. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Half-Blood Prince. This one wasn't my favorite. It wasn't mine either. The beginning, though, like where they're doing like the slow motion shot of like, uh, like, so it's like Harry and uh, Professor Dumbledore and you can like see Harry and like he's, you know, like all of his like um, disparity, like depression. And I love how it's like zooming out and it's on like one of those like motion uh, newspapers. I thought that that was a really cool way to open it. That was an amazing way to open it. Um, this is the scene where he apparates for the first time, right? Yes. Love that. That was awesome. Who was um the guy that uh, Dumbledore had to go to his house to see if he'd be a professor at Hogwarts? I don't remember his name. I can't remember. But I remember that he was like transformed into a chair. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and then he was, became the new potions master. Yes. And... That, like this is like another thing that we got to see a lot of new stuff that we got to see because Order of the Phoenix introduced us to the Ministry of Magic, right? Yes, it did. Yep. I mean, we got to see some of like the members of the Ministry, but we never got to see the building. Yeah, and the building was just incredible. It was I loved like the the fountain, right? With oh. like the Muggles on underneath and everything, and how Hermione was just like sickened by that. That was both disturbing and breathtaking. Right? <laughs> so Half-Blood Prince, this is wh- where they're kind of exploring the connection between Voldemort and Harry. Right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So Harry's also like freaking kick ass with the uh, the potions mm-hmm. because he like sucks at potions. But then he gets this book written by the Half-Blood Prince and learns all of this crazy stuff. Basically gives him all the shortcuts. Yeah, exactly. I loved how <laughs> Harry and Ron fought over the book. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. There was so... Like, this might be my least favorite movie. Or this second least favorite, because Chamber say, of Secrets. Whoa. No, this might be, like, my... Yeah, I I definitely pr- preferred Sorcerer's Stone. I, I, I'll give you that. It's not above Chamber of Secrets. But though this might be my second least favorite movie, this is probably my favorite book. And I'm not giving it points because it's my favorite book. Oh, no, no, I get that. It's my favorite book because of like how much they dived into the the backstory and how like what they did with the half blood half blood prince's book. Yeah. Like there was a supposed to be a scene where Harry reads this spell like this is like the deciding factor 
of him kind of getting rid of the book or not using it anymore. Or I think Hermione gets mad at him about using the book. Um, Classic Hermione. Yeah, right. <laughs> so Harry sees this spell and uses it on Ron. And it like, it's like a spell where it like lifts him upside down and like, I think it like either cuts his legs or just kind of hangs him upside down and like Ron freaks out. I'm trying to remember this scene. It wasn't in the movie. Oh, sorry. But yeah. it was in the book. And I wish that they would have put that because it they talk about a lot of what else is in the book. It's not just how to do potions and stuff. Did they include a, it as a deleted scene at all? Uh, I don't think so. Damn it. Did they actually film it? No. Oh. This is just like all in the the book. Oh. Like and then like there were things like that, and then they kind of got into the backstory of Snape and James and and Lily? Sirius and Lily and yeah, all that. They dived into that a lot. Why the hell did they exactly should have put that shit in the movie? Yeah, like you you remember like you just got the flashback scene, right? Uh huh. Yeah, like that. It didn't really give you anything. No, there was a whole chapter dedicated to. I do that remember scene. that. And I, that, like, that's why it's my favorite book. What you really got in the movie was how big of a, kind of an asshole James was mm-hmm. as a kid. Like, you could understand why, like, Sirius was mad. You're like, I don't blame you, kid. You should have ended up with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, dude. So, yeah, I put it above Chamber, but not higher than Sorcerer's. I'll agree with you. All right, Deathly Hollows Part One. Oh, we forgot the biggest part. They killed Dumbledore and Half Blood Prince. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen it by now, kidding. you're doing something wrong with your life. I'm trying to remember uh, in the Big Bang Theory. I think Leonard uh, has, is like just reading the books for the first time, and Sheldon yep. spoils it. Because <laughs> I think Leonard pisses him off or something. He's like, Dumbledore dies in that one. He's like, Sheldon or something like that. I can't remember the scene. I think it was, wasn't it Penny that spoils one of them. I think so. I think you're right. So yeah. Mm. Um. So Deathly Hallows Part One. This is the one where I know this is actually on. I feel a lot of people's bottoms. It's it's a kind of a forgettable movie. It kind of is. Um. But on after you watch Deathly Hallows Part Two, you can understand why they had to split this the seventh book in the two parts this to me is the only one that i feel earned uh being split into two parts twilight didn't need it no absolutely not Not even i don't even think the hunger games needed it no you could have made mocking jay into one movie easily well okay maybe if it was like closer to three hours because i think like uh most of them are only like two hours and like 20 minutes yeah, I you th- could have sped the first one up a lot. Yeah. Taking away a lot, a lot of the mopey scenes. Like, the way that, um, like, when people, uh, like, ask me when Mockingjay Part 1 was coming out, they're like, oh, you know, like, would you recommend it? And I'm like, if you've read the book and you enjoy, like, the, like, actual, like, story aspect, not the Hunger Games parts, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. But if you are not invested in Katniss, Prim, Gale, Peta, any of these characters, you're not going to enjoy it as much as uh, someone who like really loves these characters would. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, this part or these movies definitely earned their being split. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget how this one opens. It opens very solemnly, like. It's isn't it when uh they're um trying to take they're uh, I can't remember where they're taking Harry, but um they're taking him away f- uh from where he's lived his whole childhood, and I know so um who who all is it? It's nymph. Well, she doesn't like being called Nymphadora. Remember? Her? Yeah. Okay. So it's her, Lupin, uh, Mad Eye, Hagrid. Oh, and then it's like everybody, and then isn't it like the others as well? Because like they're all, um, um, yeah, going uh, to Ron Hermione's there. Yeah, um, Fred and George. Fred and George. Isn't uh, Bill too? Who? Bill Weasley. Yeah, Bill's there. Yeah, and the, okay, so yeah, they open up with like the taking them to the Weasleys' house. Yeah, that's what it is. And yeah, like that was a great. That was a opening. very cool opening. Very just tense it showed that this movie had some freaking nuts yeah i feel like it showed the audience that like these are not happy times anymore like this shit's gonna be dark throughout like sorry there's no there's nothing happy in this movie really Mm -hmm. uh this is not okay so i'm trying to remember who who kicks the bucket in this one because doesn't someone die on the way to the Weasleys? Yeah, I want to say Mad Eye does. Was it Mad Eye? I think so. Yeah, because it's not because um because oh, who's it? I can't remember if it was Fred or George, but like one of them is like shot by shot yeah by it the goes ear. through their ear yeah yeah um what was Bill's wife's name? Uh, she, he got married to Floor. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Floor makes it back okay. Um, I think everyone makes it back except Mad Eye. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, because yeah. everyone else dies later. <laughs> Don't remind me. Oh shit. So, yeah, then they kind of go on the run from there. Like, don't they? Shit. What I'm am t- I remembering? I, what I'm trying, what I remember is like I think like after the Dementors like uh, attack the Weasleys like party, uh, Harry's like you know what I'm done with this I'm out no one else is dying because of me and Ron and Hermione are like hell no we're coming with you to basically get the items that can finally kill Voldemort. The Horcruxes. Yes. Yeah, which they learned about in Half Blood Prince. Half Blood Prince had a lot of information leading up into the Deathly Hollows. Yes, but other than that, the Half Blood Prince wasn't great. Um, yeah, but the whole like you know like where Harry's like, Professor, you have to finish it. You have to finish it. Come on, you can't remember <laughs> that. You can't forget that amazing scene. No, I don't. I don't forget that scene ever. Haunts me in my dreams sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so like Deathly Hollows, they go. So which Horcruxes do they actually get? They get the one from the the bank, right? Yeah. yeah so they get the sword of Gryffindor, right? Right. Yep. So they get the yeah they get the sword, and they use the sword to well, destroy were... the the goblet. Yep. Yeah. What? No. I don't think it was the goblet. Yeah, remember it was the little like the little cup, the one that would like multiply and shit. 
I thought there were there. What was the necklace one? The they, necklace one. Didn't they try to destroy that with the sword? Yeah. How did they destroy the little goblet? Damn, we really should have watched these movies before we did this. Yeah. Sorry. Should have. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We still know our placements of these movies, though. Still. Yeah. So they didn't like get a whole like they didn't get very far into their adventure. Like I think the whole first one was about them destroying the necklace, wasn't it? I think so. Literally, the first one was them like finding a place to rest, getting attacked by Dementors, running away, and then finding another place to camp. And then it was kind of like a vicious cycle. <laughs> it's kind of funny though. Yeah. The way I'm pretty sure don't I swear they had a goblet too. Remember am I like crazy? The goblet that would multiply itself? No, I don't think you're crazy. I'm just trying to remember what scene that comes into play though. Yeah, because I remember freaking Grip Hook was just like, oh, screw you guys. That's no, that's in Deathly Alice Part Two. That's at the beginning. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, so so the goblet isn't even in Wait. this one. Are you yeah. sure? Yeah, no, that's at the beginning of Deathly House Part Two. Because remember, at the beginning, they're on a, uh, they're at like the uh, like beach house and everything, and uh, they're talking about um, the uh, the cup, um, and he's like, "Oh, you know, like I'm the only one that can really get in there, you know, and all this shit." And once they get in there, he's like, "Oh, well, you know what? You guys are screwed," and leaves them to just be get in trouble, get buried. Okay, um, well wasn't so why was at the i remember this one for sure at the end of deathly hollows part one um bellatrix lestrange was cutting into hermione right yeah and she was freaking out that someone got into her vault because the sword was in there yes because i remember grip hook was one of the prisoners along with um uh, I think Luna was down there too. Yeah, Luna was down there. Yeah, I can't remember the other guy though. I know there was Grip Hook and Luna and one someone another one. But yeah, no, Grip Hook doesn't turn bad until Deathly Hallows Part Two. He doesn't really turn bad. He just like gives Harry the middle finger. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like every man for himself. He's like, I did my part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. My favorite part of this whole movie, because I remember reading it in the books and like, even, the, okay, so The Deathly Hallows was actually the only book that I read part of it uh, before I saw the movies. Because uh, when I was a kid, this was like the first Harry Potter book that my mom had gotten me, so I wanted to read read it, even though I, I felt like completely lost. <laughs> like way, way Is that lost. the first one you started with? Yeah. You're such a dick. <laughs> I know, I'm a dick. I didn't finish it. Um, so I think that's a good thing actually. Um, but I do remember like the whole, when, uh, they go visit, um, isn't it Luna's dad? Yes. Um, and you know, like he, uh, um, he has Hermione read the story of the three brothers and just seeing that like animated was just so gorgeous. It was. I, that, that's what sticks out to me the most when it comes to Deathly Isles part one. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, that's definitely like the highlight. I actually bought the book that J.K. Rowling released, The Tales of Beetle the Bard. Oh, really? Yeah, because I love that story so much. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, it's pretty great. So, 
yeah, just because we can't remember <laughs> the order of events, even though there was some weird shit in this one. Like when they were trying, when they opened the locket, like n- the freaking naked Harry and Hermione. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, like, huh? <laughs> like that made me uncomfortable. Yeah, like same. I did. I was even like rooting for them to get together, and that felt weird to me. I was like, ew, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> this one adult a little too fast. It did. It was so weird. Like my dad almost didn't take me to that movie because of that. Really? Yeah. I thought you said you saw it on a date. The Deathly Hallows Part One. Part. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. My dad told me not to go take a date to that because uh, he read that that scene was in there, oh, okay. and I was like, "It'll be fine." It was not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie, right? This means there's no second date, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it was with my girlfriend at the time, so oh, okay. she had no choice. We're done, aren't we? Just <laughs> <Just> kidding. <laughs> Not too long after that, that's why. Oh happened. shit! Well, now you know what to blame. Yep, I'm Death- <laughs> Deathly Hallows Part One. So I definitely don't think it's better than Order of the Phoenix. No, definitely not better than God with Fire. I don't even think it's better than the Prisoner of Azkaban. Neither do I. Sorcerer Stone. I don't think it is. No? No. Uh, I can give you that one. I I, do think it's better than the Half-Blood Prince, though. I think it is, too. All right, last one. Deathly Hallows Part 2. The big one. The big one. I loved seeing this one in theaters. This one was freaking amazing. I loved how they kind of opened it right where the other one left off. Yes, but then it just reminded me where, spoiler alert, Dobby died. Yeah. So, this one was another weird one for me. I, the pacing wasn't great with this one. I think that's, I don't know, like, when it comes to this, I feel like you have to watch these back to back. You do, yeah. definitely. But this was the one where they kind of had, oh no, that was the first one. What are you talking the, about? Where Harry and Hermione had that little dance of theirs when Ron ran off. That was the first one. Yeah, that was in part one. Okay, so I'm remembering something different. That was um, a really nice scene. I liked that a lot. I did too. That's kind of when I was rooting for them to get together until I wasn't. It's like until Ron came back and that scene popped up. Yeah. So, okay, so yeah. If I'm remembering right, Deathly Halls Part 2, definitely better than the first one. Yeah. So... Like, what did we get in this scene? We got the Battle of Hogwarts, which was freaking so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. McGonagall, dude, is a freaking right? badass. Uh, I love, like, after she does, like, the whole spell of, you know, like, protect Hogwarts. She's like, I've always wanted to do that spell. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that part. Yeah. I love how they were, like, they kind of did what Marvel kind of does. Have something dark and deep, but end it with a joke. In a way. Like, that's kind of what Josh, Josh Whedon's philosophy on movies yeah, was. Wait, He's like, just house? make it dark, but make him laugh. Part two ended with a joke? No, not really. Like, just with certain scenes like oh, that. My where God. it's not just Sorry. deep, deep, deep shit. Like, all the time. But so much death. Yeah, so much death, dude. 
like this this movie definitely didn't take everything word for word like the whole end it with a joke yeah no but oh my gosh like this is where you got to like you saw just the the fighting like you got to see like George was it George that died or Fred I can't remember one of the twins died yeah you get to see the freaking heartbreak of the like the entire family you see Remus and Nifedora yep holding hands dead that, yeah. that, oh, that oh my gosh yeah like did, all of this dude was just freaking just insane did Seamus survive Seamus yeah I think didn't he survive yeah he survived okay I think I'll, most people did yeah a lot of the students survived yeah um, I'm trying to think of who. The way didn't. Bellatrix went out was awesome. Mrs. Weasley's like, hands off my daughter, you bitch. That scene was so much better in the book. It, it just, I don't know. There was just something about that scene where it's just like, oh. Was it like her, the, any of the delivery that didn't work for you or what? Yeah. No, it it the delivery was fine for me. Okay. It was just the f- the the fight after. Oh, okay. Because the f- I feel like the fight after she, Mrs. Weasley says that. Yeah. In the book is just it's described as something just freaking insane. So I mean, it worked, but I felt like it could have been better okay. if they just put a little bit more into the fight. Um, because I don't really know what the hell Mrs. Weasley did to Bellatrix. She, like, froze her? I, yeah, I guess so. Like, I don't know what she did. <laughs> I, I don't know either. <laughs> so, like, just the way that they got into, like, how the fight went between the two of them was just insane. And, so, yeah. Uh, is this the one where Snape dies? Yes. Yeah, that was- yeah, that was painful to watch too. Yeah, he. I felt like I felt worse for him in the books when he died versus the movie because it. it just, I'd actually it was have to a, give you that him being an asshole all the time. Yeah, like the only like little redemptive thing we get to see was in Half Blood Prince. Like they didn't really dive into they they didn't how he would protect. And it sucks because Alan Rickman was so perfectly cast as Severus that I wish that they would have given him a lot more backstory. Yeah. And even when Harry got his memory and, like, looked into the past and he, like, they showed, oh, he's loved Lily. Like, that scene in the, or that chapter in the book was just really hard to read. It was just really just. I do remember that. It was raw. And in this, it just was very quick. And it's hard to get that emotion from, like, a really asshole character. Yeah. When you do that really quick. I I would agree. Then Harry goes to sacrifice himself to Voldemort, which is just awesome. Um, I love, like, the three, the flipping the stones thing. Where you get to see oh, yeah. James and Lily again and Sirius. Basically everyone who's 
died in his life. I think there was a lot more people that showed up when uh, he did the the stone flipping. Oh, there was? Yeah, I feel like there was more, but it might have just been those three. I gotta read the books again. Because I only read the books once each. Yeah. So, it's another confusing thing. Like, did he only flip it a couple times so it just brought back their ghosts? So, like, it, it just brought up questions for me with the story of the three brothers. Like, does he have to flip it one more time for them to actually, like, come back? Well, or never. what? And it just... Eh. J.K. Rowling, can you answer, please? <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, and then you get the scene with Voldemort. And then he, like, distro- or cuts off... Or Neville is actually the one yeah. that cuts off... Nagini's head. That was awesome. When he's being kind of dragged through with, or by Hagrid. I don't know about you, but like watching it, even when I first saw it a little bit, when Hagrid is carrying Harry's body and you get the close-up of Harry's body, does it look awkward to you? It does. Does it look like it's kind of like CGI a little bit? Not CGI. Okay, maybe not CGI. I think they just like, because... Gleason's hands aren't are he's like a normal sized dude. Yeah. He's not a giant. I yeah. feel like they just did something to make his like everything look bigger. So yeah, it just looks like they shouldn't have done a close up. If they didn't, it would have been fine. But yeah, just that close up like his I don't know with whatever they did to uh Gleason's body like just made uh Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe's body just look awkward. It did. Like yeah. That just like always sticks out to me whenever I watch that movie. I kind of want to watch it again <laughs> I just do too. to see that. <laughs> I do too. Uh, or you know, you could always just YouTube the clip. Yeah, not we recommending get, like, you do that. Watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, then we get the the scene with Voldemort where Harry just kind of miraculously comes back to life. Yeah, I feel like that scene was a lot also done a little bit. Better I agree. In the he just like drops out of his hands. He's like, psh, psh. I'm like, okay, what? Yeah, I felt like yeah, because I, like I hadn't read sneaks. the books yet. So like, whenever he when he did that, I'm like, wait, what the shit? Okay, yeah, it just kind of gets into it. I feel like there was a lot more. I don't know. I felt like it just worked better in my head. Uh, no, while I, I was I, reading. <laughs> I completely agree. That was kind of the problem. I should have read the books before I saw the movie because whenever I would be reading it, the movie is still playing in my head. I couldn't really replace it with my own version. It's kind of hard to. That's something that I've always liked about my brain, that I can read something and I can have like a visual of what it's supposed to be like. Yeah. And then when I go see a movie, even when, like, even if I go back and read, it, I still, I'd never think of the movie. Ah, see, I wish I had that. Yeah. Like, even if I've seen the movie first. Yeah. Like, because I think I read, um, I've read Deathly Hollows, or I've read the entire Harry Potter series, like, every single year since, like, ninth grade. Really? Yeah. Actually, it might be eighth. That is freaking awesome. Yeah. So, I'm pretty sure. And then, like, yeah, Deathly Hollows. Um, I I started reading. Like, I read that before I saw part two. Yeah. And, yeah, I wasn't like I in the the moment. I'm not really comparing the two because I feel like they're two different experiences. Yeah. Like that's how I've always viewed it. I'm like, this is going to be different than the movie. Or this is going to be different than the book. So yeah. it's just kind of its own. I 
put it into its like own little category. Like the Hunger Games is the only series that I've actually read the books before I saw the movies. And I think I've told you this already. I actually prefer the movies to the books just because I don't know what it is. I don't like that the books are told in first person. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of that either. Yeah. Whereas with the Harry Potter books, I really like that it's told in third person. I really like that a lot. Yeah. So, where are we thinking with Deathly Hollows Part 2? I think it's definitely better than the first one. Oh, absolutely. But is it better than Sorcerer's Stone? Honestly, to me it is. Because, I don't know, this is like the Harry Potter... Even though Order of the Phoenix is my favorite, this is the Harry Potter movie that I remember the most. Because I remember being so stoked to go see it in theaters. Um, Like, this was when I was like really getting into Harry Potter... Um, and I, like, I even remember when it was coming out on DVD and we like rented, uh, the Deathly, uh, the Lego game, uh, years five through seven. Mm-hmm. So like this movie like has like a lot of sentimental value to me. Um, so I, to me, it's better than the Sorcerer's Stone and it doesn't look like you're going to give it to me. I don't know if I can. I, I do think that. Deathly Hallows Part 2, it is, it definitely, like, there's some sentimental value. Mm -hmm. But as a movie, I don't know if, like, they adapted the story as well as they could have. I feel they did the, I feel, when it comes to Harry Potter, I think it can be really hard to adapt it, especially the final book. And I feel the, like, the way that they adapted it, to me, I don't think they could have done a better job. I feel I think... like the adaption of like to screen yeah. for the Sorcerer's Stone was up uh, was better because I like it's an introduction to a world versus the finishing off the end of a world, and I feel like the introduction had like a bigger impact on me than the the ending because I I struggle to remember part two. I don't struggle that really? much to remember Sorcerer's Stone. I remember both very fondly. I remember them fondly too, but it it just it, for me it feels like it takes more effort. I see. I'm I'm completely different. But for everything you said, I hate you, and I'd have to agree that it's not better <laughs> than the Sorcerer's Stone. You're an asshole. Okay. So that concludes this showdown and our ranking is as follows so number one order of the phoenix very happy with that one me too uh number two goblet of fire i think that's awesome that our favorite ones made the top two well are you surprised okay but still (laughs) these showdowns are a little biased (laughs) just a little bit (laughs) uh prisoner of azkaban number three yeah that's kind of funny uh, Sorcerer's Stone, number four. Deathly Hollows Part 2, number five. Deathly Hollows Part 1, number six. Half-Blood Prince, number seven. And Chamber of Secrets, number eight. Poor Chamber of Secrets. <sighs> I. No, 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 I, I agree <sighs> with the placement. I really do. So I I can understand why it's at the bottom. I can understand. 
good because that's where it's staying. I know it is. <laughs> Smart ass. All right. Well, like I said, that concludes this showdown, and I think that concludes this episode. Yeah, I'd say so. So, if you want to, or if you liked this episode and wanted to hear more of us, uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, uh, that radio.com app thing, um, <laughs> Spotify. I you say that. Or you can check us out on YouTube. All of our content gets released there. Uh, the new fixed video will be heading your way soon-ish, Rose. Yes, very soonish. Sorry, we had some technical gif- difficulties to where technical difficulties difficulties where uh, my computer's stupid and Caleb's not. Caleb's computer is not. Well, my computer is stupid because if I unplugged my computer right now, it would die. Yeah, but at least yours reads a damn file. Touche. Yeah. Um, if you want to argue with us, we are <laughs> on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Albros, or you can argue with us on Twitter and Instagram at it, the Albros. Did you just say Instagram? Instagram. Oh, I thought you said Instagram. I might have. <laughs> <laughs> and our handles on there are at the Albros. Uh, if you want to email us and get into like into depth how wrong we are uh you can email us at the albros channel gmail.com or we have a form that you can fill out on our website which is tinyurl.com forward slash the albros and we hope to hear from you guys and because i know victor's a a a big fan of harry potter i feel like we're i'm gonna hear from him first (laughs) (laughs) Uh uh-oh I feel like there were some facts I got wrong. He's going to Avada Kedavra so hard. Yeah, he is. So, yeah. Can't wait. Well, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do next week. Um, We haven't fully decided that one yet. Yeah. But we will be back with you guys next week. So, until then, this has been... The All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next time. Deuces. Goodbye. Apparently Herbert can't sing. (laughs) Or Rose can't sing. Yeah, I'll follow him. Three years of choir for nothing. (laughs) Bullshit.